never changes, does it? You know what they say? What was that? If you can't find it here, it's not worth finding. Your heart light, let it shine wherever you go. Uh, blah blah blah, gonna take a ride across the moon, you and me. I have no idea why I keep singing Neil Diamond at the beginning of these shows. Wookies and gentlemen, droids and girly walks of all ages, welcome back. To the Mandalorian Man presents Andor with Candor, where for the second day in a row, I am back for the second episode, episode two of this first season of Andor. If you were with me yesterday, you remember Disney Plus released the first three episodes of Andor, and here I am for the next three days, well, the next day, because this is the second day. For the, yesterday, today, and tomorrow, I'm bringing you episodes of The Mandalorian and presents Andor with Candor to discuss these very episodes. I took more notes. Look at me. I'm sure by episode six, I'm just going to be winging it. But uh, here I am, had the day off, watched it uh, with lunch, took copious notes. And, uh, well, not copious notes, but semi copious, you know, somewhat copious, quasi copious. Uh, why don't we just get right into it? Because I feel like these episodes, at least these first three, are probably very connected to the point where they're telling one chunk of the story to get us, propel us to the next, uh, like the next kind of plot or the next story. I feel like, I, I hope that there's, not that there's an end in the third episode, but that there's some sort of kind of just um, arc that these three episodes provide. So this second one opens up back with another flashback to those youngins. Uh, we see young Andor. He breaks off from the group. They, they're, they're off, I believe, looking for the, um, the wreckage of the ship. And he, they, they walk off, and he kind of stands there for a second and looks off into this some sort of canyon, some sort of grand-like canyon. Um, and it looked to me like it was an, a place that had something in it and was now empty, like an empty mine, some sort of empty place where it looked, it looked like it was being worked. There were machines there there were that weren't working. It looked like it's been abandoned or shut down. And... You know, I was I, I was wondering, maybe there are no adults on this planet. Like, maybe all the parents or the adults are dead and it's just just the kids. We then jump to present day, uh, and it is... Well, I thought it was morning in the city. Uh, I thought the city was being woken up by some dude with... I, I wrote down two giant hammers. He hammers in the morning, he hammers in the evening, all over the land. Um... And I said, it seems like he's the town rooster. But then I realized as I'm writing this notes and I didn't go back and edit it, it's actually the end of the day. Uh, that guy who was um, 
running the shipyard with Andor. We see him. He's shutting down some things. We see people returning from work uh, on their day. And um, I wrote the bell guy really takes his um, the bellman really takes his task very seriously. Like he does all these ceremonial kind of gestures to nobody. He's all by himself, but he he does he 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 takes his work, uh, which is good, very seriously. And I always say, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Uh, we see the workers are returning their gloves to the wall of gloves. Remember, I thought that was some ceremonial thing. No, it's just where they hang up their gloves at the end of their their long work day. We see a few of the people that we saw last time. His buddy uh, was hanging up his gloves. We see the guy who was looking for money uh, from him. And then we see there's Andor walking through town. Um, we jump over and see Bix. She is at her work and she's looking at something. Uh, she sees something on her computer that seems to trouble her. And Tim, God, Tim, 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 Tim. Tim wants to take her out for a nice meal of food. But uh, she's like, can we do it tomorrow? I don't want to do something. I have something else to do. She seemed like something. She needs to go lock up the back. And um, Timmy boy is a little suspicious. So he goes and looks at what she sees on her computer. Um He's basically one of those one of those boyfriends who needs to check the browser history. And it looks like there's an APB communication that was put out for a canary mail wanted for questioning. Tim obviously knows it's Andor they're talking about. Now, later on in the episode, something happens and it makes me think, well, why does Tim know that he's canary? Uh, a canary. Canary? Canary? Let's call the whole thing off. Ba-doop, ba-doop. Andor now goes home, and there's his robot, B. I forget the... I wrote it down later. And there's an older lady sitting there, Marva. Uh, though most... I, I know her. Most people, I think, know her as Harry Potter's Aunt Petunia. That was Aunt Petunia, right? I'm not crazy. Uh, and Andor is basically telling her what he's been up to and why he looks a little beat up. Everything he's saying is a lie. He's lying to her about everything. But... Um, she has the droid read the bulletin about him. Him wanted for questioning without delay. Yeah, she knows he's lying. She's like, who knows you were born on Canary? The rule was you tell people you were on Fest. Fest. He's like, I don't know. You know, I didn't tell anybody. Who, 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 a few people know. Well, they're, you know, she mentioned some names. She's like, that's family. Um, it's like, what about Bix? She has nothing to do with this. Uh, maybe some of your girlfriends. No, no, no. Well, who would have said anything, mentioned that you were from Canary? He's like, that would be me. And remember, when he was in, in Canary, in that um, club, Canary, he was asking about a Canary girl. Huh? And uh, then B, 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 the robot, tells him that Bix was looking for him. And Marv was like, what have you done? He's like, I messed up. So Ander, Ander, Andor goes over to a bar to meet up with Bix. Um, he, he doesn't mention that he killed the two guys, but he tells her that something happened. And he was, it was self-defense. They attacked him. Look, the first one definitely was self-defense. The second one, he could have bumped the guy over the head. You know, give him a little bump with his blaster instead of, you know, shooting him in the face. Um, but he's ready to leave now, but she's like, the buyer's coming tomorrow. 
Uh, so you're going to have to wait. He's coming tomorrow. Uh, and he, he's grateful. Uh, but in the back, we see Tim sees them together, sees how grateful Andor is, and he's not too happy about it. Andor leaves, and Tim leaves right after. And he goes over to a space uh, payphone because they don't have payphones today. But in the past, obviously, they had payphones. Uh, and a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, obviously, they have payphones. Uh, he calls in an anonymous tip, um, letting them know. I mean, he 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 um, he says the name. They're like, well, the records show that he's on Fest, but the police they have an image of him. They're like ready to um, to look him up. Uh, a woman reads some of his record. Says insurrection, destruction of imp- Im- imperial property, and assault on an imperial soldier. So, obviously, they know. This young guy has had a bit of a past, some brushes with the law. Then we see that young detective, Cyril Karn. I wrote down his name. Finally, I remembered uh, he shows up as they pull up the image of, of Andor, and he's looking a little bit younger. He, um, he uh, has no beard on, on his face, but it's definitely him. And just as that ha- happens, the woman who spoke to Andor at the club walks into the room and I just wrote down God damn Tim uh, he's ruining everything by you know just a jealous man who has to go and rat out someone that prob- maybe not a friend but certainly not someone that, that Andor saw as an enemy oh, son of a bitch Tim Speaking of old Tim, that goddamn, I think that might be his name going forward, goddamn Tim. We're back at his place. Bix shows up at his door, and um, they just start space kissing. She goes right into his bedroom, and from what I can imagine, they're about to have space coitus. Um, It seemed like she had a lot in her mind and almost was using Tim as kind of a relief. Like, I want to go to someone who I know, someone who I trust, someone who has some stability. She goes to Tim to, uh, you know, I, I believe, what was the, like the technical term was knock boots, I believe is what it was. I was brought up being told uh, at Catholic school as a child. Um, back at the police station, uh, Sergeant Linus Mosk shows up to help Cyril Karn. Look, I'm remembering his na- these names because I'm writing them down. Uh, he's there to help in the apprehension of Andor. This guy seems to be some, from some sort of Scottish planet, uh, says there are 12, 12 men should do the trick, including our officer friend, including, uh, was it, Deputy Inspector? Is that his name? I believe that's what his title is. Uh, this guy is very much into the heavy hand, doing everything it can uh, as far as, you know, um, and he's feeding right into Karn's like, yes, yes, we should. This is we should be doing this. We should be avenging uh, these officers' deaths and 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 not, um, you know, passing it, you know, just passing it off or brushing it under the rug. And he compliments the chief inspector. He says, uh, you know, and and Karn's like, yeah, I'll be I'll be sure to pass that on. And of course, we know the chief inspector is the one who wanted to 
basically cover it up. We jump over and Andor is back on some sort of transport. I believe um, it's that junky thing that he was sleeping in the last episode. I don't know if it's junk or not. I think it might be junk because it seems like a place where he uses almost as like a hangout, a fort, a fort. What am I? Five? Yes, I am. Uh, And he hides things there because... um, he pulls out of some kind of hidden compartment that he, he knocks on a couple times and opens up. It's what I can only imagine, what I only assume is the thing that he wants to sell. He sits there for a moment, you know, sitting there thinking with his blaster out. We get another flashback back to the youngins. They're sneaking up on that ship that crashed. Uh, the lead girl goes in first and signals for the others to, you know, stay back, but back her up real quick with that moment. Uh, we cut back. To that ship. Oh, we cut back to a ship landing in the middle of nowhere, it seems. Uh, the, the man on the ship, they don't show him right away. He's like, how far are we from the shuttle, um, from the nearest shuttle? And the voice, I think it was his droid or his AI, says, was it two, two clicks or 2.5 clicks? He's like, is there nothing closer? He says, nothing safe. Uh, sounds like he's looking to catch a shuttle, but not be on the radar all that much. We see his face, and ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Stellan Skarsgård. And then it's hammer time again. So I was right. Um, he does do this in the morning. He is he is a rooster in the morning, and he is the, the kind of end-of-day clock. Uh, bang, 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 hammer time. Um, we go and we see Bix. Bix wakes up in uh, Tim's bed. And Tim's just kind of staring at her, sitting in his chair, like a goddamn creep. And she says, tell me you have calf. I was like, calf? I'm sorry, space coffee? And I did a little research. According to Wikipedia, the Star Wars wiki, calf first showed up in the 2014 novel A New Dawn, written by John Jackson Miller, who has written a ton of Star Wars stuff. This was written in 2014, but according to Wikipedia, Wikipedia, it's still in canon. It's not those Star Wars legends. Um, I think because the book seems like it had something to do with the Rebels show, which obviously is uh, more current. Uh, so Bix leaves Tim. It says, I, okay, takes the coffee. He's got to go run some errands. And it felt a little awkward between them. I'm not sure if Tim wanted her to feel guilty for what he saw he, what he thinks he saw, or if he feels guilty for what he did, um, I'd like to think that there can be some redemption for old Tim based on that. Like, he didn't confront her. He didn't yell at her. He didn't say anything about what were you doing with Andor, all that, any of that stuff. But he did drop the dime. He dropped the space dime. Yeah, I'm going to use that pun uh, all this time. So please, um, you know, on this space podcast... Don't get space sick of it. Uh, So we jump away. Jump back to that transport. And Andor is with his droid. And I wrote it down. B2EMO or B2EMO. They just call him B. They're looking for a comm device. I was trying to figure this one out. Uh, I I watched this scene like two times to, to... I think I figured it out. B doesn't want him to leave. He doesn't think leaving is a good idea. He wants and but he wants Andor to tell him where the credits are that he's been hiding for Marva. 
And he's like, so no one else can find them? And B's like, I think you should stay. Uh, but Andrew said, if he could stay, if he can bring, if he can bring the credits himself, he will. But if he can't, that's why he needs the calm, I guess, to talk to B. Again, I don't know. I don't quite understand that part. Um, but I think I got it. That he's ready to leave. And he, he took the comp so he can stay in contact with B and perhaps Marva as well. They didn't even say who Marva is, but I'm guessing she's the woman who adopted him, who took him in. Uh, we see, uh, we jump over to Marva's place and she's looking for B, but instead finds what I can only assume is Andor's bedroom, empty with it's some, looks like there's some toys. Was there a, is it a Banta? Like there was a little Banta toy and she finds the staff and it's the staff that he had as a little boy, which times perfectly when we flash back to that little boy, the young is now approaching the ship. The main girl is approaching the ship. They're kind of all hanging back. She finds some bodies all strewn about um, and they all appear to be dead. But wait, wait, wait. Nope. One of those guys gets up, doesn't ask any questions, just shoots the girl right in the back with her blast with his blaster and did I mention these dudes look human, but they're yellow, like they're yellow, like a Simpson, not OJ, the Homer. The kids act fast and they take down the guy with darts. It turns out that those staffs are actually blow, blow dart guns. They're like <laughs> bang, bang, boom, took that guy out. I don't know if they knocked him out or killed him, but um, I'm going to guess knocked him out because I feel like we're going to see Andor go back. The girl herself, she may be alive, I'm not sure, but she wasn't looking very good. And I noticed that some of these kids looked like they were wearing, I thought one kid looked like he or she was wearing an X-Wing pilot uh, jacket. So I'm guessing they salvage whatever they can find for themselves. So they rush off carrying this girl, but we see Andor turn around and look back at those men. Again, I, I'm, I don't think they're dead. I think one of them might still be alive because I'm going to guess he goes back. But he looks back at them with furious anger. And you can tell that because he makes a fist and he clenches that fist. Oh, he clenches that fist. Now, back in the present, Andor goes to some guy in town who's working behind a window. This is some kind of transportation, a taxi, some kind of unit that he gets people off. Uh, maybe he smuggles people off. Uh, but it seems like it's a, it's a legal profession. Uh, but... If you need to be discreet, it's going to cost him a little money. Uh, the man is like reading something when Andrew walks up and he's like, he's like, have you ever heard of a place called Canary? Andrew's like, no, no, young, young, young. The guy's like, yeah, I, I, he never heard of it either. So apparently it's not a well-known planet. And he reads about it. He says, yep, it was a man. It was abandoned after an imperial mining disaster. Boom. I nailed it. Not that there was like any great mystery, but you saw the mine. You saw it was abandoned. Okay, I guess I put one on one together. But he said it was abandoned and considered toxic. Uh, and he's like, do you know anyone from Canary? And Andor's like, uh, no. Why? I don't know nothing about no Canary. So Andor is looking for transport to a place called Tasser. And uh, this guy seems to uh, provide, be able to provide it. They finally work out a deal for 700 credits. But that, that amount of money, that price is for immediacy and discretion. 
we go up into space. We see this big ship screaming through hyperspace, I think, and aboard it are the forces, are these, these police officers, including the Scottish sergeant and deputy Inspector Garn himself. The sergeant is briefing them all on Andor, showing the photos that they have of him. They're going to deliver a warrant. They're going to arrest him, but they have plans set up if he attempts to flee, and he is considered armed and dangerous. Yes, also a wonderful Eugene Levy. John Candy film. But that has nothing to do with this. Uh, that's where my brain goes when I hear certain words. They make me think of movies. Now they, they give Karn a moment to address the crew, and he gives a speech, but it's not very inspiring. Uh, you can even tell he feels a little odd doing it. Um, the, the words don't really connect with the troops. They're just kind of like watching. But the sergeant claps, so they all clap, and he says, well done, sir. Inspiring. Then we jump over to Stellan Skarsgård again. He's on the shuttle that, to me, just reminds me of like a subway, public transportation type thing. And they're circling around and around because they can't land. Uh, and there's, there's this old fella complaining. He's basically talking Skarsgård's head off about all kinds of things. And, and you know, like, oh, they, um, they, 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 charge you to, to, they charge you to come here and spend money. Uh, and he's not really getting much back in the conversation. But the old guy, like the the, it looks like the ship is starting to maybe land, and it turns, and uh, the guy looks out the window and says, um, "He just looks. He's like, oh, this place never changes." He goes, "You know what they say about this place?" And Skarsgård's like, "What?" He's like, "If you can't find it here, it's not worth finding." And then we see the ship flying overhead, and we cut down to see Andor walking through the streets. Although it looks like it's a shipwork area. He's got his bag. He's got his, his stuff that he needs to sell. And then the episode ends. So my assumption is Skarsgård has to be the buyer, right? I mean, that's, again, that's probably common sense to everyone. Of course he's the buyer. But I, I was like, oh, that's why he's there. That's why he's playing a little discreet. He doesn't want to be, you know, he, he's, he's kind of, he, he lands far away. Um, he, he, he wants to stay low. Um. But that's where the second episode ends. And I realized in the first episode, I don't think I ever mentioned the line um, where I wrote it down. Did I throw it away? Uh, oh, here it is. Um, I think when the guy, when he was going into the club, the guy says, you pay at the end. And I just thought that was so like symbolic of what happens to Cassian Andor. Everything he does uh, in, this, in this series is going to lead into Rogue One. And everything he does in Rogue One leads to uh, the beginning of the end of the Death Star. But as we all know, he pays at the end. I don't know if that's symbolic. I don't know if I'm reading too much into it. But uh, two episodes in, two episodes into the premiere. Now, most of you people who are hearing this right now, you're already ahead of me. You've watched the third episode. You know what happens. I don't know yet, which is exciting. I am looking forward to, uh, to watching the third episode and bringing you another episode of The Mandalorian Man Presents Andor with Candor. And I'll be doing that tomorrow. But until then, my friends, what do we learn today? Hmm. I'm trying to think. Well, we learned that Stellan Skarsgård's in town. I'm assuming he's the buyer. We see... Um, there's a woman who apparently is, I'm going to guess, raised, 
can, uh, Andor off, you know, in this planet. And we see the, uh, like the, the, the walls are closing in on Andor. They're, they, they have a suspect and it just so happens it's the correct suspect that they are all talking about, you know, and these guys look, you, you root for Andor, right? But some of these police officers are just police officers. All right. I mean, is that, is that the, is that the, they're just doing their job. Like that's the, is that the bad way of looking at them because they work for the empire and they're just doing their job. Maybe, maybe that's, that's the naive way of looking at it. Like these guys are just cops and this guy's a criminal, right? That's what they want you to think. That's what they, that's what they want. Uh, John Q public and Jane Q public, the, the, the Q publics, they, um, they want you to be like, uh, you know, we're the good guys. They're the bad guys. But we know the truth. And we know that this, first of all, what happened to him in the first place, um, you know, was because of two bad cops. Maybe one of them didn't get need to get shot in the face. Again, I'll say that. But um, it shouldn't have happened in the first place. They shouldn't have bothered him. Ah, but now he's in a mess. Oh, he's in a mess. And I wonder, I wonder, I know there's like in the trailer, we see him riding along with Skarsgård on some sort of, uh, was it a space bike? I forget what they call those things. God, I'm good. This is why you come here for all the detail. I know I could say detail, but detail sounds funnier to me. So my friends, until tomorrow, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Fans Not Experts, and of course the website is fansnotexperts.com slash Mandalorian. That's where you find every episode of The Mandalorian Man, including every episode of Boba Fett, every episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and every episode of Obi-Pod Kenobi, and every episode of, oh wait, what did I call Boba Fett? Boba Fett. The pod of Boba Fett. Yes, that's what I called it. Then we had Obi-Pod Kenobi and now Andor with Candor. I couldn't work the pod in, but that's okay. You know it's a podcast. <sighs> I'm rambling. And now I'm done. Until tomorrow, my friends, may the force be with you. Let's go! Let's go! Fans not experts.